there are two different stages we go through when we heal. And it's really helpful to understand and to locate ourselves as to where we're at so that we know what's possible for us, especially when we're in that first stage. This is Aliveness, the show that explores how to create the changes you need to make to experience the sense of aliveness you're longing for and how the power of plant medicine can accelerate that process for you. I'm your host, Allison Crossweight, a guide and former psychotherapist here to empower you to break out of your old patterns, shift into a new state of being, and ignite your aliveness. There are two different stages we go through when we heal. And it's really helpful to understand and to locate ourselves as to where we're at so that we know what's possible for us, especially when we're in that first stage. I think if somebody had explained to me where I was going sooner, that would have been extremely helpful. If you don't do this, you can get kind of stuck in stage one, not realizing that there's more. And this can be frustrating and can limit you. And in my experience, a lot of people, including healers and practitioners, stay in stage one. Now, this is not meant to judge anybody, and it's not linear. We all have areas of our life in which we're in stage one and areas of our life we're in stage two. I encourage you to bring all the compassion in the world to you. I bring all the compassion in the world and respect to you exactly where you are. And I have found it invaluable in my healing process to have people who say, Allison, you can do a little better. And that's the step that once you're in it, it's everywhere. But when you're not in it, there's a lot of uh, energy and work out there that will support you in staying there. So what am I talking about? Stage one of healing is fix me, fix me, fix me, fix me. I'm suffering Take away my pain. Make me better. If I do this, then this. If I do this, then this. Here are all the many things I have to do to be better. These are things that can be done to you. So it's not about the modality. Therapy can be stage one or stage two. Meditation can be stage one or stage two. It's the how you're showing up to it. Most of mental health does lie in the stage one, especially the insurance-based care. When we're talking about evidence-based public solutions, we tend to be in the fix people, take away their symptoms, and that encourages them to be in a please help me feel better kind of place, which is an honest place. It's just not the full story of what a human being is capable of. This is also the stage where we're susceptible to many promises. For me, it was, I wanted to have a baby. So if you could promise me a baby, I would do anything. This is where we're susceptible to promises around money, finding a partner, health, anything like that, because we want it so much. So it's like, do it to me, help me, save me, get me out of this pain. I don't want this. It's a really important place to be because it's where we all start. It's where we start. 
we're drawn into the process of growth through pain. And most of us start by saying, take this away from me. So it tends to be about symptom relief and it tends to be about an external outcome. The baby, the partner, the home, the health, the money, the external outcome. Those are the things. The work in this stage is definitely about awareness, about seeing how the events of your life have contributed to where you are right now. So therapy is a great one for this stage. It's about starting to notice your thoughts in meditation, starting to become aware of your body. You start to read things and learn things and you get inspired in various directions. There's some opening and some relief. Like the first few sessions of therapy, usually for most people, there's a lot of relief because you're at least letting it out and speaking it. Not for everybody, but for a lot of people. So there's a kind of relief, release, opening, and expansion of understanding. You can start to become very aware of what is actually happening, of the different potentials of what might actually be happening beyond what you originally thought. For me, wanting to have a baby, I was doing everything. I went to see a numerologist who told me to wear green underwear. I did hypnosis. I went to an astrologer. You know, I had access to deep wound. In losing my son, some very deep things had been activated that were beyond the heartbreak of the loss of a child, which is huge. Um, I'd also access to kind of emptiness that I didn't know if I could ever fill. And so I would do anything, like gives me the fill for what's missing. And so as you can imagine, in this stage, we usually either get frustrated because we're not getting what we want, or we plateau because there's only so far we can go saying, do this to me, help me, save me. If I do this, if I do these affirmations, if I, you know, um, learn magic, if I, you know, all the things, this is what's going to happen. When we're focused on external income, outcome or income, we will get frustrated and we will plateau. Here's stage two. Stage two is I am on a healing journey. I am on a journey of growth. And I am here to connect with myself, spirit, others. Can you feel the energy of that? It's very different. I do things that I do because I believe they will help me to heal some of what I'm carrying. And some of the time I'm able to welcome suffering because of the way it connects me to others and opens me. This is really the heart of why I left clinical work as a therapist. Because what juices me up is working with people who are ready to withstand and open to life as it is. I'm just like you. I want all the things, definitely want all the things. And I'm no longer propelled forward by those things. 
What propels me forward is the question of union with myself, with God, with each other. That's the propelling force. And so there's no to-do list and no one can fix anything for me. Lots of people can support me, see things I can't see, bring energetic practices. The medicines can move energies that help me step more and more into who I really am. But no longer am I focused on fixing. And by staying in the clinical world, I was implicitly agreeing with the idea that people need treatment plans, which I completely understand why treatment plans are required. And I don't believe that that is a generative place, and it's certainly not my place in the world in my work with people, nor do I want that for the way people work with me. So in this second stage, there is an inner prompting forward, a desire for more connection, a trusting of intuition. And life gets much simpler because you can't tell me that I have to do this and this and this and this and this and this because I'm not listening to the outside. I'm listening to the inside. I understand there's a context for how I am. It's ancestral, it's collective, it's personal, and I am here to take responsibility for that context and to heal that where it needs to be healed. I'm responsible for how I relate to all the areas of my life. I'm not in control of everything. I don't create the circumstances of my life but I do create how I show up. I understand that I'm part of a collective. This is all stage two. I understand I'm part of a collective. The collective is made up of each of us. And so how I show up is a part of how the collective shows up. Very important. I allow myself to feel my feelings and to see things that are uncomfortable and feel things that are uncomfortable, without any promise that if I do this, things are going to work out, without any promise. So my symptoms become experiences, and they're meaningful, and I can bring compassionate curiosity to them. This is the stage two. This is the stage two. And so in this stage, we don't need to be fixed. Nothing needs to be fixed. We can come into our full power, which is presence. And that everything is about that present moment connection with all of life. This is connection to our aliveness. And how do we do this? By feeling our emotions all the way. By acting on our own wisdom. Cultivating presence, noticing when we're knocked off by things and coming back to the center by regular practice. Solitude in the how is how I like to say it. Even if it's not about 
living a life as a hermit. It's about you as a person in contemplative solitude, even if you're surrounded by people, considering and reflecting upon how you are showing up. It's about gathering mentors and supports who support us in union and presence and power, not people who are trying to make us small or who need us to be small or weak or sick or something or dependent, any of those things. It's people who want our power and support us in growing that, which means people who have grown that power themselves. It means people who've had mystical experiences so they can hold yours. In this stage, your life is in your own hands. You're making regular changes in your life. You're having conversations with people. You're shifting lifestyle habits. You're working on bigger pieces like family and relationships and work. You're consulting your own wisdom in solitude. And you're nourished from the inside. It's not life that's nourishing you from the outside, the outside things. You're nourished from the inside because you're connected to the life, the divinity that's within you. It's a very juicy place to be. And when life is challenging, you can withstand it. And the supports you seek out are more empowering and more challenging of you to say, okay, so what can you do here? What more can you see and feel and be in this moment? And this isn't a mindset shift. This is a shift in the body, the mind, the heart, and the soul. It takes layers of the onion. We're all on a process towards it. But the shift from stage one to stage two is very, very, very important. And it's continual. It's continual as we step more and more into our power, our beauty, our divinity, our clarity. So when I gave up wearing green underwear, although I still have a few pairs, I love the color green. So I'm okay with that. But when I stopped looking for the magic, what the medicine gave me instead of a baby was it gave me my passion and it gave me my love. And I stopped saying, I must be a mother of human babies in this way. And I started allowing my heart to break, feeling my feelings. That continues to this day. My heart breaks. And that's part of it. That's all part of it. And I can feel anger that I don't get to do this thing and I don't get to be a grandma and I can be angry about it and it flows. And then I can feel, oh, but I get to do this and this is juicy. And I can love And I love, and I love, and it doesn't take the form I want, but you can't take mothering away from a human being. You can't take love. You can't take presence. And I get to step into the flow of mothering. This is all the movement from stage one to stage two. Flowing with those feelings rather than fixating on how it has to look. Responding to life, responding to what life has for me. You know, a lot of people say, well, you could have adopted, which I want to say is not a helpful thing to say to people who weren't able to have children. It's, it's, it's not super helpful. But 
people will say this to me. And the thing was, could I have pushed? Oh, absolutely, I could have pushed. But life had something else for me. And my learning from stage one to stage two was to ride those waves and see what life actually had for me rather than push and create a family in a situation that was not, it was not juicy. It was not juicy. If you would like to do more stage two work that is really about empowering you and being seen for your gifts and potential and your ability to thrive in response to life, that's what I'm here to support you in. And I encourage you to join my email list at alisoncrossway.com slash list, and I will send you what I have available. I also have a really great offerings page, alisoncrossway.com slash offerings on my website that outlines the different ways we can work together. If this resonates with you, I would love to go deep with Be sure to subscribe so you get all the juicy episodes to come. Now go out and experience the aliveness that's here for you today.